0: And we're back with another episode of the AFLW Fantasy Podcast. We're here with your host, Michael. And we're here with Bainey, coach of... I actually have no idea what your team name is, Bainey. What's your team name? It's Harbin21.
1: Not very creative. But, oh, that's boring. Show us how much I care about your team. <laughs> Thank you. How yeah. you going, mate? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very really good. Yourself? Yeah, anyway, good.
0: Today, we have a very special guest. We have our first female fantasy coach, Carla. How are you going?
2: Good. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me. And Baney nice to meet you.
0: Likewise. Likewise. Yes. Welcome. It's a pleasure.
2: Thank you. So,
0: Carla, how are you going for the season?
2: Um, I'm plummeting week by week. Very, very badly.
0: Um, I feel you there.
2: Think, I think it was round four. I, I was about 20, 20 votes, oh. I think. Wow. And then Bowers got suspended. I kept her. And then it was a bye. I still kept her and then she had a knee injury and I finally traded her last week. Oh, now no. I want her back. So, yeah, it's just been bad decisions. All the learning curve though, I'm looking forward to next year already. Nice. Um, yep. I'll do some things very differently, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I have to say that the short season, uh, I mean, it's come around quick, but that is one thing about having, now that my season's basically over, uh, it's, you know, in the men's game, if you're, you're t- your rank is terrible after 12 rounds, we still got <clears throat> 11 weeks to go, whereas yep. we get put out of our misery, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly. I mean, you get the buys and, you know, to sort of readjust things in the men's as well. But
0: yeah, that's, anyway. that's a good point. <laughs>
2: it's been really fun. I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And yeah. yeah.
0: Did you I jump on board like as soon as you heard Selby announce it or how did you get yes. into it? You do the men's Fair game?
2: Oh, yeah, I've been playing that for 20 years or so. Wow. As long as it's been around just about.
0: (laughs) Wow, yeah, that's a long time. Has it even been 20 years?
2: Well, I just remember my kids are at school, in primary school. They're now in their mid to, late 20s. So we all joined teams, you know, I think it was Dream Team back then or something. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a long time. But, you know, now I sort of, I, I limit myself to, I'm a big fan of draft draft teams keep leagues that sort of thing so
0: yep and you did uh you happened to mention to me on the weekend that you had a couple of drafts um today and yesterday how did they go
2: I had them on Sunday yeah they were sort of going one started in the morning and it was a slow draft and then the other one kicked in a live draft and they sort of ended up going they finished around about the same time and by the end of it so my brain's a bit full of um of all that research so I'm going to give myself a couple of days before I reassess the females team, I think, this week.
1: Fantastic. And can I ask, um, who's your favourite AFLW player?
2: Oh, Turbo, without a doubt.
1: Any reasons why? Any... I am a
2: FRIO member. Yep. Um, long long time free I remember long suffering I suppose you could say in a way Um, and I just love it I love the way she goes about it I love the way she attacks the ball she just never gives up she's just tough as they come and I just I just love it I love it love watching her it's been really sad to miss out on watching her for four weeks
1: yeah yeah indeed
2: yeah yeah.
1: Uh, any other favorite player outside of the Dockers
2: um look who doesn't like Bohanna yeah you know
1: (laughs) yeah She's that. No I love,
2: I've got a soft spot for the for the Gold Coast ones as well, so I, I love watching Sarah Perkins also. Yes.
1: Perkins,
2: yeah, yeah, I, I like her attitude. I
0: can I can get on on board the Perko pick. I don't know about the, the Tara one, but <laughs> <That's>
2: right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's just great. I mean, still learning to to get to know the players, as you, as we all are. I think you yep. know. Right. Um, the one thing this season's really made me do is watch way more games than I or pay attention more than I would have in the past what about you guys same thing
1: yeah definitely I think the uh watching women's footy versus watching women's fantasy footy is two very different things I feel yes uh you you notice a a lot more different things uh watching it this year and it's it's been it's been a joy I think you appreciate players outside the clubs you follow um yeah it makes you get a a greater appreciation for the whole game yeah yeah I agree yeah it's the same for me I actually
0: uh I'll be honest I think I'd watched two two AFLW games to the end to the completion of the games in the entire AFLW history until this year um and then as soon as the fantasy platform was announced I was just yeah instantly hooked I I did a lot of research myself obviously I Unfortunately, I read a couple of Bainey's articles about who to pick and who not to pick. So that was the beginning of my downfall. But um, you're right. I I watch, I've actually watched every single game this year. So, um, and wow. I've loved it. Like from a fantasy, I've always been a fantasy nut. So I do the same in the men's game. And yeah. the, the best thing for me about the women's season is that no games overlap. And it's something I think the men's game definitely has to get on board with.
2: Absolutely spot on. Because I
0: love uh, looking at the live scores, you know, chatting with the community on twitter and stuff and if you need to go back and watch a game that's not live you kind of got to avoid spoilers and it's really just not as enjoyable
2: yeah Yeah, i agree i mean four games on sunday was a bonus wasn't it back to back Mm. it's just a pity i was a bit preoccupied but um i would have loved it too and it was raining it has been raining up here in queensland as you know so it would have been the perfect day to just watch four games of W back-to-back but
0: it's
1: been um, rainy has it i just thought that you've had swimming pools everywhere
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> mildly
1: yeah um carla can i ask um who wins the women's premiership this year and uh and who makes the, the grand final yeah
2: i have to say i was looking at the ladder today but after watching adelaide and frio on the weekend i just think there's no disputing adelaide's got to be in it yep um they were amazing. I know, look, we didn't have Turbo, but they didn't have Aaron Phillips, you know. So um, it's, to me, it would have to be them. I'm looking forward to, what's what have we got coming up? So Adelaide look like, likely to win their last two games, I would have thought. They've got Collingwood and St Kilda. You'd think they'd win them.
0: Collingwood are tough.
2: Uh, yeah, they, they are, but. Well, they're both they're both in the eight, I suppose. So if Collingwood can beat them, that'll be fun. Um, Frio have got uh, Melbourne
1: yep. and yep.
2: Gold Coast, yep. um, but both at home, I believe. Yep. So yep. if we can get over Melbourne, I think um, you know, yay! Uh, Brisbane also, you can't rule them out. They were amazing on the weekend.
1: Agree, agree.
2: Yeah, it's it's, it's a hard call. I mean, I would think on form at the moment you'd have to probably say adelaide and brisbane maybe
0: okay yeah. also just quietly how good would a women's draft be oh that'll yeah. be if you're listening
1: Absolutely. i would love that
0: i would so i've actually never not never been much of a draft man really? um yeah i like obviously i you know i love listening to the draft doctors and things like that um, yeah. and I have been part of the DT sheet league and stuff but I I've always been a, a classic man. but I would love to get on board an AFLW draft and
1: yes yeah, out against people
0: me. like Baney in an actual an actual league ladder and that would be a lot of fun
2: if that happens, send me an invite please
0: put <laughs> me <laughs> on the short list
1: yeah <laughs> all right so before we get into the review how did everybody go on the weekend Baney you want to start yeah at 1040 happy to crack the thousand mark but yeah ranks just not moving my season's done um, just enjoying it for, for for what it is right now uh, big props to the forward line for delivering you know sullivan lewis jones malloy um yeah and and happy I captain uh, hatch out. yeah and what's your rank now uh it's just outside the two hundred, unfortunately, okay, which is yeah, I wouldn't have Terrible. asked. Terrible. I wouldn't have asked if I
0: thought you were ahead of me, but I was fairly sure you were behind, me, so I'm good. With <laughs> 205.
1: Terrible. Um, yeah. Carla.
2: Me. Oh, Dreadful. I'm now four hundred and what am I two? So I've just slipped drastically. I'm
0: twenty first. Yeah, that's a. I think holding holding bowers was probably where it really, really dropped for you, wasn't it?
2: That was my big mistake, and I will. And actually, I was going back listening to the podcast where um, Josh Porter was on, and I wish I'd listened to it earlier and actually paid attention a little bit more and took his advice and traded out Bowers.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we're all pretty hot on on trading Bowers. Ninety k is a lot to sit on the bench for a minimum of two weeks.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, it's it's all a little um, learning curve this year. So next year, look out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, nice. And yeah, what was your score, big. sorry, for the weekend?
2: Oh my score, oh god, I made a big if you if yesterday. you happen to
0: know lockout has lifted. I do.
2: No, I do. I only end up with nine twenty-eight. And that's mainly because I um Thought I'd put the captain on Marinov, but I'd actually kept it on Miller, and that's a hundred and six points difference. So mm-hmm. it would have taken me definitely over the thousand, and my yeah. ranking, I suspect, wouldn't have been anywhere near. And
0: you, better. I assumed you had Miller captain from the previous week, where you took a ninety-five I average, did. right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. yeah, I didn't really have any other um, anyone that I really wanted to trust in the mid last week to, you know, t- to really put it on. I thought I'll take that; it's a given, you know. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, I uh, unfortunately had a 9.48, so it was just an absolute train wreck of a weekend for me. I think uh, I, I posted out, but I think I had like six players under 30, including four under 20. So Ooh. I had an 11. I had a couple of 17s. I had a couple of 18s. Obviously, um, Brittany Benici can be forgiven yep. um, their oh, yeah. injury. Yes. But, yeah, Lynch had 11. Uh, Franklin had 17. Lampard had – it was just an absolute disaster. Uh, that and that was that was with getting Marinovs one away as captain as well. I was a bit disappointed. I I didn't get Hatchards, but it's the first week I've taken off Hatchard since I've had her. But that's just you yeah. know the swings just, and roundabouts of captaincies.
2: I wish I had Hatchard in my team. I just yeah, I should have traded bows to her. Mm. but
0: I didn't do it. But uh, the big positive for me was Malloy. She was awesome. And uh, for anyone that did listen last week, they would have heard me say that despite her zero point second half, first half last week, and only having a twenty-four, she was definitely a hold. Yeah, she she still had the role. She looked really good. She was just, for whatever reason, being shafted by her teammates. And I thought I thought she would come back out firing, and she did. And obviously, um, I mean, we'll get to Collingwood, but with Benici out, that's definitely going to mix things up for Collingwood. Mm,
2: mm, very, much, very much so.
0: Uh, so, Frio Crows Freire-Crew, were the first game, and it was the big game, top of the table clash. What would you say, Carla?
2: Well, um, I mean, there's no denying Hatchard and Marinoff. They both scored over 100. Um, they were amazing. Um, I mean, 31 disposals by Hatchard by the looks of things. And, You know, they were very dominant, but there are a few special mentions in Freo that I thought was quite good. I mean, I thought Miller was a little bit disappointing, but um, Ellie Runnels, Sarah Verrier and Steph Kane, I thought were pretty good, um, and Laura Pugh in defence. So they all scored, you know, in the 80s. I think Runnels was 90. Um, Three of them have got some low break-evens, actually, but they're in that weird price that they're just probably not worth looking at.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to, I don't think break-evens are really, really relevant anymore. I think with right. two weeks left, like, you know, Hanks is a good example. And again, we'll get to her, but yeah. she's going to have a break-even. I haven't looked at it, but break-even of well over a ton. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that matters, right? Like if yeah. if you can afford them and they're going to score well, you get them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really all that matters.
2: I agree. I was thinking that today, going, you know, it's, it really is pointless looking at that now, which is what I normally would would do. I'd check that out to see if there's any value players. But yeah, you're right. There's only two weeks to go. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just, uh, I had Michaela Morrison on on the utility spot as my rug loophole, and she's got 26, you know. Um, yeah, not great. But if we are getting a buy, sorry, uh, if they're getting the averages in round 10, uh, then the, that, that might be handy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Twenty six isn't great. She scored more than six <laughs> of my other players.
0: <laughs> she, I also had um, Michaela on field, but yeah, she was she scored more than five or six of my other players, so she was one of my best at twenty six.
1: Nice,
0: nice. Uh, also, Franklin, who I downgraded to, um, I traded She who but not be named down to Franklin, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she got a seventeen. But honestly, I think that those scores they played Adelaide, obviously, and. Adelaide were just incredible despite not having Phillips. They they played a really good game. So I would take all those scores with a grain of salt, Miller's 55, Morrison's 26, and Franklin 17. If yeah. and obviously we we don't exactly know what's happening regarding averages and so forth going forward. But right. if we're if they're actually playing and we're getting their scores, I'd take those ones with a grain of salt because it was a tough game. And oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, they're, they're
0: not playing Adelaide every week, are they?
2: They're not. Look, Ponta was also fantastic as well. I've got to put a little mention into her. I thought she she had a great game.
0: Yeah.
2: I enjoyed watching her, even though she was playing for the EJ
0: as well, Ellis Jones, 61, yeah. Yeah. another really good game. Yep. Uh, I did sort of float last week that I thought that she might be held for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, and even whether she, whether or not she was still a trade target, which I kind of got laughed at before. Uh, so she's – and she's definitely not, right? She's, she's mid-40s now. So if you've got her, she's fine to hold. I think she's also fine to trade. So mm. she's a really juicy price. And if you could get her, it's a very small jump to Hanks now. Mm. Uh, I think if you can get her up or even to O'Sullivan, if you don't have O'Sullivan, I think it's okay to trade her. I I would assume most people have bigger problems than than EJ. She's doing really well. But I think that if you've got a luxury trade, I think trading her up could be a a good point of difference because a lot of the top coaches have EJ. uh, And I think a lot of them are going to ride her out. So if you're looking for something different, I think she's fine to move on.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of beyond competing with any of those at the moment. But yeah, I mean, her three-round average is 62. So... She's still, she's still all
0: right. Uh, next game was the Tigers Cats. Uh, wasn't a lot of relevance in this game, but Megan Kylie, 89. Yeah. Now, I don't yeah. know how many people are still holding her. And if they are, after a couple of quieter games, she may or may not be on their bench. But I don't know how how many of the top coaches have her on the bench. She's got a lot of cash on her. But if you're holding her, uh, you take that and you run. But again, I still think she's ready to go. Um you know, the Cats are one of the easier teams to score against, so I think you enjoy the score and you upgrade as soon as you can. Uh, Webster as well, 88. She's just oh, so reliable, isn't she? I've loved having Webster since the start of the year. I started with her, and she's, oh, she's average. She's a clear D2. Um, I know, Bernie, you might have something to say about that, but I think she's a pretty clear D2. Yep, and yep. Uh, if you're looking for an upgrade target and you can't get to Swanson,
1: I think she's definitely your next best option. Indeed. Um, I do want to flag, um, uh, not flag, mention um, Conti as well. So as we're looking for replacements for, for Bonici, uh, you know Conti has been providing pretty good uh, returns for what, what she's priced at. So, yeah, a point of difference as well. I don't think many uh, top coaches have her and... Yeah, something to, to, to look at as well. One thing that,
0: uh, and I don't have the, the teams in front of me, but one, thing's t- one thing to consider with only two rounds left is opposition. So I don't know who the targets are playing in the last two rounds. Um, but when looking for upgrade targets, I think now, for me, the biggest deciding factor is going to be opposition. You look at players like Haley Miller, who's an absolute gun. Um, she got her lowest score of the season by far against the Crows. Mm. Uh, you look at, yeah, players like Lucas Rod, who... Um, you know, dominated some of the lower teams. So I think that the biggest factor in looking at upgrades has to
1: be upcoming opponent because it's such a big difference on how they score. Yeah. And the Tigers play the Giants and Collingwood to end the season. So it's, yeah. It's okay. not so too middle bad. of the pack. Yeah. Giants are
0: a little bit easier to score against and the Pies are a bit harder. Yeah. Although, with no Benici, they may, you know, that like Benici's actually quite a good nullifier. I know she's not a tagger. But with the amount of tackles she has, she does tend to stop opposition midfield from getting too much of the ball. So yeah. um with her gone, that's not too bad of a run. I think Conti might be a good option. Also, Prasparkas, Georgie, she I traded her out last week. Uh, I don't know how many of the top coaches are still holding her. She's fine to keep holding. She's she's a trooper. She's just, I think, gonna keep pumping out around about 50 to 60. Um, but again with two weeks left if you can get her to a premium midfielder now it's absolutely time to jump i think she dropped a bit of cash this week and um she's not going to make any more so if you can move
1: her on i absolutely think this is the time to do it good point very good point i agree i totally agree with that i moved her on too so yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i got rid of her when she after she had that low score and then she came back the next week and got something like 68 or something (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That's what she'll do. She'll fluctuate between probably forties yeah. and maybe up to seventy. So that's completely fine to hold. Um, but she's maxed out in price. So yeah, if you can, if you can manufacture and upgrade there, I think you absolutely do it.
1: Uh, the next game was Des North. Yeah. So the thing that stands out to me was sort of the poor scores from some of these players. Um, you sort of Lampard eighteen, Hanks thirty nine, West twenty eight. Uh, and then, sort of, the really good scores uh, from, from North, you know, Riddell, uh, Ghana as well. So, that was my takeaways. I, I didn't have Hanks and I brought Hanks in as my upgrade. I went from sort of Bohana to Hanks. And uh, oh, yeah.
0: See what I mean? See, that's what happens <laughs> when you try and trade Bohana in or out.
1: She will, <laughs> she will ruin your season. I know, I know. Um, yeah. And, and I chose to upgrade. Uh, Bohana to Hanks instead of upgrading uh, Bonici. So, uh, just swings and roundabouts. So, you know, yeah, no, is-
0: I, I did the same thing. We actually discussed these exact options last week, right? Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I said that when we thought Bowers was going to be in, yeah. and I actually, my trades up until uh, Saturday morning were Benici to Bowers, um, yeah. and holding Bahana and instead yeah. I traded Bahana down to Franklin for her 17. Yeah. So, yeah, that Bowers out really ruined my plans. I know some people were were unhappy that Swanson was named because they wanted to trade her out and it ruined their plans. But
1: I know which boat I'd rather be in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just two more names to to touch on, if you don't mind. Um, mithin has got uh, one seventeen. She's sixty one thousand. And Paxman's got ninety three. She's at fifty nine thousand. So if you have if you want to split one hundred twenty grand, uh, those are two names. A big point of differences as well. I know that uh, the D's have the Dockers this weekend, which is a tough tougher matchup, uh, but uh, they, they do have a kind of match in round 10 against uh, the Blues.
0: Yeah. Last week, uh, the three the three trade targets that I put out there were Miffin, Bates, and Lucas Rod. Yeah. Uh, they were the three pods that I thought would be really good upgrade targets. Um, and I think Myth and obviously and showed what she can do. I think the boat has passed now with her having that tough matchup this week. I don't think you can jump on her. Uh, I think that she's probably going to struggle, and obviously, through no fault of her own, it's just such a tough opponent. Like I said, you look at what happened on the weekend, and I think that um, Mithun's probably not a good choice this weekend. Um, Paxman, she would definitely be a pod. Uh, she's been a bit of a roller coaster this year, so I mean, if you've if you've got the guts to do it, do it. But yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, did you see much in that game, Carla? Um, I have you, have you got anyone from? Have you got Birch or anyone like that?
2: I have got. Um, I, did I keep Birch? No, I think I might have traded her this week. Actually,
0: yeah. do you think that she's a good oh, one no, to I hold?
2: Have, oh, I still have her. Actually, yep.
0: you looking to move her um,
2: on? Yeah, I'm going to try to, but I've got other issues there, so I've still got Colvin. You know so who? Sorry, Colvin. Okay. Um, but I was thinking I might have to move Ruby Spark on this week. Mm. Um, a totally different team, I know, but yeah, no, I do. I've got Birch,
1: I've
0: got West. Um, West had a, she struggled as well. She had a twenty three.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I was very glad to move her on this week. She's been awesome for me. Um, but yeah. on the bench, on the bench, it was just too much cash to hold there, and yeah. I traded her down to Shirah, who was absolutely awesome, and she comes under my field this week, I think. Um, uh, but yeah, Birch with a forty four. She again, if you've got bigger problems, she's fine to hold. Uh, I think mm-hmm. she can sit at your D five, and that's not a problem. But if you can get her up to uh, Webster or Swanson, I think that you've got to do that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can't see me getting Swanson back. I started with her and then got rid of her when she got suspended. Um, but I want to get Bowers back, really. Yeah.
0: What can. about what about Slosher? Birch to is only 16k.
2: Um, yeah, I've, you know, she's one of those players I've nearly traded in, you know, so many times this year and I just haven't done it. And yeah. I probably won't do that now. I mean, I might do something with, I've got two rocks. I might have to, you know, I, I think everyone's probably still got cutting or I've got tie for Frio.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so I'm thinking I might have to get rid of cutting and downgrade it to something really, really low.
0: Yeah. And uh, Lampard was the other one that struggled. So she had an 18. I obviously had her. Uh, I think that, uh, when, I know, I'd know about others. When I picked her up, I, I'd seen that she'd had a, a bit of a switch into the midfield. Um, That was very short-lived. She's gone back to the back line since then. And Melbourne are obviously a very good team, so the ball's not actually going back there that much. Yeah. So um, if you've got her, I can't imagine that that's anybody's biggest problem. I mean, if it is, you know, you're probably Josh Porter. Otherwise, I think that you've (laughs) you've probably got bigger problems. So I think she's fine to hold. I can't imagine she gets another 18. Uh, I yep. mean, North are obviously a top fourteen. They're they're amazing. So hopefully, she bounces back. Um, I'm just going to hold her for the rest of the season, most likely. I do with because I'm probably going to do two upgrades this week. Um, I am considering moving Lampard to Swanson. My two options would be uh, Lampard to Swanson or Birch up to Slicer, and I'm not okay. sure which one makes more points. I think probably Lampard to Swanson. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
2: Um, I mean, who have West Coast got this week? I haven't, I haven't got it in front of me. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the next game was the Saints and the Suns.
2: Well, this was a fun game. It just looked like it was all over at halftime. So the Saints were absolutely thrashing Gold Coast and then they just made a comeback and they nearly won and Perkins <laughs> right at the end. Um, she missed two set shots, well, one set shot and missed a, another one, I think, from memory, but um all in the last couple of minutes, and it was just amazing. You would have thought Saints were gonna get pipped at the post like they they did just recently, but yeah. um, it was really fun to watch that last that last half, definitely. Yeah, um, Lucas Wright absolutely was amazing. She um, you know, scored ninety eight and you know, nine tackles. Um, Exxon I thought, was pretty good too, and she'd never really come to my attention before. Um, she ended up with eighty-seven. So, yeah. Um, and Bohanna, I mean, three goals. So. Yeah.
0: Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I really felt for Perko. She she actually had quite a good game. So I really felt for her when she missed those two two yeah. shots at the end. She looked quite upset, um, but she has such a good game that yeah, you know, I think that like the fact that they were even that close was, was quite a good effort. Um, yeah. row bottom got a 51. So uh, I, yeah. I was tossing up whether to trade out last week, whether to trade out row bottom or Presparkus this week. And obviously after row bottom was 105 in the, um, the non fantasy game, I obviously traded out Presparkus, which was the right call, but I am looking at trading out row bottom this week. So again, no, no problems holding her, um, the fact that she, we know she can now turn up means that people that want to keep her at M5 is definitely fine, but there's so much cash on someone that is still a rookie and is probably getting tired legs mm. um, and had a 50. So I want to trade her down to a basement so that I can get two upgrades is my plan this week um, nice. with that nice. cash. But yeah, so I think if you can, a bit like the it's a bit like a lot of these players. Uh, if you can move them on, you should, but it really depends on whether you've got that luxury or not. Nice. Nice. I agree.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Hampson as well. She was, she's been a target for a couple of weeks. I did mention last week that she's moved back down back and doesn't have that mid-roll for whatever reason. So I felt that she probably wasn't a target anymore. She did, uh, unfortunately, have a 50. So I think she dropped in price again. Um, so <clears throat> if you've got her, again, you're going to hold. Um, but I'd say not a target in the last two weeks.
1: Can I just share something? Uh, if I'm not wrong, the Gold Coast to have a will get their averages in round 10. So not this coming round, but the round after. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking at Hampson's currently averaging 57, Robottom 69. Um, yeah, and Bohana, if I'm not wrong, in the 60s too? So these are or 50s or 60s these are really good averages if you just want to hold them for one more week and then get your the averages for for round 10.
0: Are you sure that's what Bahana's
1: averaging because I've had her on field three times for an average of about 12. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can confirm her season average is 56 so that that's yeah. pretty good for you know for that price point yeah anyway. Yeah uh, and is that do you know if that's confirmed the averages for round 10? Uh, I saw a tweet from uh, sort of Salby to, to Josh on that. So, um, okay. yeah, yeah, that, that's interesting, cool. isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And again, so Row Bottom then is can definitely holding as a play. I guess it depends on where you're at, right? If you're a good coach, unlike us, then you might want to consider holding Row Bottom mm-hmm. for the 69. But I think if you're trying to make a play or you just yep. want to have a respectable rank like me, <laughs> uh, you need to do something crazy. And, um, you know, I think that, Getting row bottom to, and I don't know if Bowers is playing this week, um, but so I did hear uh, the Fremantle coach say that she's still in doubt for this week as well. Um, But if she does play, then I think that you can't go wrong with row bottom to Bowers if you can rob a bank. Yeah, I've Um, I've
2: got a good, nice little healthy, after my trades last week, I've got about 20,000 sitting there. Wow. Wow. That'll help me a lot. But um, yeah, I think you're right there, actually. She might be too risky.
0: Is yeah, a of and, and Hampson average of fifty-seven. You're only getting one real game out of her, and then you get her average score. So again, at her price, um, I think she's priced around about the high fifties. Mm. I wouldn't be doing it. Like again, mm-hmm. unless you have a huge lead on whoever it is you're trying to beat, I don't. Just it's just too safe of a play. Trading in someone who you know is going to score two or three points less than their average. I don't know if that's something I'd be chasing. Mm. Fair
1: call. Fair call.
0: Yeah. Uh next game was the Pies and the Dogs. This was
1: a very fantasy relevant game, Bernie. Indeed, indeed. Um, my heart goes out to BB8. Uh um, yeah, you know, bless her. We've had we've enjoyed her season. It's been a roller coaster that the, the pies have been uh unlucky with injuries and uh yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh she, she went down this weekend for, for 18. I, I, I had her for, for uh for fantasy reasons and then sentimental reasons. She is my favorite player. Um so, yeah, hope she recovers well and we get to see her on the park again next season. But, uh, yeah, the 18 hurt. Uh, beyond that, uh, Lambert and Malloy really stepped up with some really awesome scores. And Lambert is on my radar to, to bring in uh, as a replacement going triple figures. And, and Malloy scored well with 70 as well. Um, yeah, what did you think of that match, Michael?
0: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, you can tell I'm not doing well because I'm looking to next year, but Benici's 18 will be included in her average. (laughs) So uh, I think that next year she's a starter. Yeah, She was actually on fire too, so that 18 despite the fact that she was injured halfway through the first quarter, she still outscored half my team. So I think that she will be a great starter next year with that included in her score. When you consider she can do 98 and a half, Um, Davey will be there to support her next year. You would assume. Uh, And we've seen that we actually saw that Davey out hurt her. Right. So she was getting more attention those first couple of weeks she was dominating. And then, I think she had one big game with Davey out and the Pies dominated. And after that, opposition teams started locking her down and she struggled a bit. So uh, with Davey back next year, obviously she's won uh, there for WBNF last year. I think that she's probably going to be the target of some of the teams and Benici should absolutely dominate next year. Malloy, she was awesome. I love watching Chloe. Um, After the disaster of the week before, I was still really confident that she was going to have a good game. Um, she started in the middle and pushed forward Like she seems to do, she kicked the goal early um, And then when, when Benici went down um, She basically Kept CBAs for the rest of the game So I think, so again, there's only two weeks left But I think that role is completely safe So uh, I think there's no real Limit on what her ceiling can be And I think her floor, despite what happened last week uh, Her floor
1: shouldn't be too low Yeah, yeah. I agree uh, another name to just to mention is, is Ruby Slasher. Um She scored 76. She's been scoring pretty well in the last um, uh, f- four or five rounds. And uh, I think her price has gone up a little bit now, but she's still priced pretty well. And, and she's your safe D3 uh, for the season. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. A shout and out on, to
0: on, her. On Lambert. Um, so, obviously, her she had a huge game once Benny, she went down. What do we think happens with the rotate midfield rotation? Because, you know, there's obviously it could go either way, right? Could, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Lambert could start getting a lot more ball like she did on the weekends. or teams might take note of the fact that she really carried Collingwood on the weekend and then put more time into it. So which way do we think it's going to go and who's
1: going to get Beninci's spot? So the only thing about Lambert's 118 was she scored three goals had to go with that. So that's just something to 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 take note of as well. You know, uh, what would her score be without those three goals? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, she, she's not gonna get one eighteen every week,
0: but uh, I think that she can I can think she can average hundred over the last two weeks. And yeah. she's only priced at eighty six. Yeah. So um, but again, it depends on whether opposition clubs, you know, decide with with Benichi out, uh, do we just lock down the next best midfielder? Um, or which I mean could could be good for Malloy, I don't know. or whether they just decide they've got no Davey, they've got no Benici. Let's just go head
1: to head with their midfield and see what we can do. yeah um, They play the crows this weekend, so I, I don't think the Crows would lock down. Um, it's a tough matchup yeah, they don't need to. Yeah, they don't need to exactly. Yeah. So and in the last match they played the Tigers, so they may lock down in, in the last match, but either way she should run free. That's
0: my my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I mean, I said it earlier, so I probably should have looked it up. But yeah, I think the opposition is the biggest determining yeah. factor. And the fact that she's got you said it was Adelaide? Adelaide this week, yeah. yeah that's I think right. that I think that rules are out. What yeah. do you think, Carla? Um
2: not really sure on that one, to be honest. yeah, um, yeah I
0: don't know to yeah. say. Yeah, that. that's okay. Uh Lynch. So Katie Lynch, I've been talking her up for weeks. She's been Keeping me in it, uh, an 11 on the weekend. So I hope no one brought her in. Uh, <laughs> I think I did say that she was still a decent option. Um, she was only priced in the 50s and she was average, the three on average was mid 70s. So uh, that 11, I, like I watched the game, of course. And to my eye, it seemed like, I think, so in the previous three weeks, I had, I had a look back and all of the their opposition, uh, the dog's opposition had been really inaccurate. Like, I think there was like a 2-6, a 2-8, and a 2-4 in the last three games against them. And that's where Lynch was getting a lot of her plus sixes was the, you know, the chipping around the back line. And this week, Collingwood went not... They were 9-2 and two at one point. And so there was just no ball back there. Like, I was... Obviously, I had two midfield pies and two dogs defenders. So I was hoping that for those repeat Collingwood entries, right? So the pie midfielders are kicking it in, and then you've got Ferris and... Um, Lynch rebounding, but Collingwood just were not missing, right? They kicked, they were just kicking super straight. So Lynch just couldn't get near the ball. Sam Ferris early. And then for whatever reason, when Collingwood started to kick a bit less accurately, uh, Lynch was actually pushed up the ground. So she was pushed to half forward, which I've never seen before. And... Uh, that's when Collingwood thought, you know what? Michael's got Lynch. Lynch is forward. <laughs> so let's just start kicking behind to rub it in. So I think, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. She's definitely not a target just with that uncertainty. But if you've got her, like I keep saying, I'm sure you've got bigger problems. She should bounce back and she should be a good hold.
1: Nice. Nice.
0: Eagles-Lions. Uh, not too much fantasy relevance here. Bates was a bit of a hot topic last week. Um, she was someone I highly recommended getting in. I did see a few people bring her in and throw the sea on her for a bit of a Hail Mary. And wow, what a first half. I mean, it was no Brittany Benici, but uh, 75 to halftime was just huge. And wow. she was actually on track to break the disposal record before quite a second half. Well, it was really just quite a third quarter. Uh, so she had a 108 uh, with, I think, like, Single digits in the third quarter. So she mm-hmm. had a massive game. If you brought yeah. her in and put the C on her, I mean, you're probably going to leave leave that game feeling disappointed because she was on 75 at half time, right? Mm-hmm. I've been there. Yep. When Benici got her 98 in the first half, I was actually disappointed with her 115. Uh, it's a funny game. But if you've got her, you just enjoy that. I don't know who the Lions have over the next two games, but she's in almost no teams. And with all these great options in the midfield and Bowers' potential return, I don't think many people are going to bring baits in. She's also gone up a lot more in cash, so I think if if you've got to enjoy it, uh, yeah. Kathy Spark was the Spark and Al, She was amazing, wasn't
2: she? Easy. 148. Oh, yeah, that's two weeks in a row now. She's been on fire.
1: 16 tackles, 16 tackles. That's, 16 amazing.
0: Tackles. that's amazing. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. All f- then she, that same, thing, she was
0: on at three quarter time too. She was on track to break that record too. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, do you guys have an update on O'Dwyer? So, Ola, she was on 22. She got 22, sorry. She was actually pulled out injured, um, I, th- I want to say early third quarter. I can't remember exactly, but she was injured. Um, I don't know the extent of it. Do you guys happen to know? Okay.
2: I haven't heard anything, but I've been at, I haven't been. I have really um, had a chance to check, if I'm honest. Yeah, so if no
1: I haven't heard idea. anything. So same here as well. Uh, yeah, no, no update on that. Um, but I guess the, the big the big one from uh, from the match was uh, uh, would Swanson play, and uh, and yes, um, Michael, do you wanna do you wanna talk about your instinct and how you were adamant that she would and she did.
0: Yeah. So obviously uh, last, last pod, right. was, I think it was actually Tuesday last week. Um, we, we had Ben on yeah, and you mentioned that you'd seen a post that Swanson was out for the season and we had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> um, and yeah, sure enough, there was a post from nine news that said that she was out for the season. Um, so that was pretty sad to hear, but then, you know, once we, we put the pod out and we kind of di- we looked into it a little bit, uh, I, I, re-tweeted a West Coast tweet the next day saying yep. that she, uh, it was most of the article was an, an internal interview with her where she was really excited to lead the team out for the last two weeks and she was really excited to put together a couple of good games. Um, so I just chalked it up to another, you know, fake news bainie day. Um, <laughs> and yeah, kind of it's it left a lot of the fantasy world in limbo, didn't it? Because a yep. lot of people. You know, and I feel for them. They unfortunately were stuck with Swanson with 116 and didn't know what to do. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cruel world. Uh, they were stuck with Swanson. She said she couldn't wait to get out there and have another big game. And all these poor fantasy coaches just didn't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, you know, I had, a, I had a few people contact me asking whether I thought she was going to play. Uh, I think that when it comes from the horse's mouth, I think you can trust a player a lot more than you can trust a reporter. Yep. Um, I did see somebody share that nine News eventually retract well not retraction but they said that had updated information a few days later that she was firming to play um but yeah in the end like they said that it was a a broken finger and she certainly doesn't have a broken finger so i don't know what happened there but
2: um,
0: unless something crazy happens she's probably going to play the next two rounds without issues and she's probably going to be the clear d1 i mean you saw on the weekend even though she only had was it a 77 i don't have it written down i think it was 77 right that's correct um she was she's just what a player right like she reminds me a bit of Haley miller um but like obviously being able to pick her up as a defender i mean she's a lot more fantasy relevant but she's just clear a clear best eagles player isn't she
2: yeah she's amazing
0: Agree, agree. I, agree. Well, what I, I wish I'd, I had
2: Savannah actually.
0: Yeah, that suspension that really derailed my season. Um, I traded her down to uh, I can't even remember who, but oh, yeah, it was it was Harrington, her. Harrington, if yes, I'm not wrong. Yes, yeah, yes, thank oh, yeah. you, Harrington. Um, yeah. and what I too. yeah, it's she. I mean, she's been serviceable, but. Um, yeah, she has. It was it was actually a relatively small downgrade. Like it wasn't. Harrington and Swanson were only probably five or six k different. Harrington was the second highest averaging defender at the time.
2: That's right, she was. Um,
0: because there was only two games, and so it was it was only like five k. I made or something that downgrade. I just went down to the next highest averaging defender. Yeah. And um, I hadn't actually really noticed Harrington in the games, and since then Swanson's gone on to average about fifty more. So.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, it's um.
2: Gosh, yeah, I've, I've still got Harrington too. And it's sort of, you know, she's
1: never never on the priority to, to upgrade. But. Yeah. Um, Just shout out to Isabella Lewis for her 68 as well. That was mm. very serviceable and and good on her. So yeah. And is she a hold? For listeners out there, do we,
0: like, she's one of those ones where I always say we've got bigger issues. But, again, she's someone that's definitely maxed own price. That 68 is nice, but she could revert to a 20-odd next week.
1: What do you do? Yeah. Um, I've, I've got bigger issues to to uh, to sort out with Bonici uh, uh, to replace as well. But the the Eagles host uh, the Doggies this weekend, and they finish off away to North, so she should be okay for one more round, and then you yeah see how you go for for round ten. Yeah, yeah I mean,
0: I, you know, when when taking in, when taking that into consideration, I think you've got to expect that if you hold her this week, you may have to hold her next week too, right? Like. With one game left, um, players that... And we've seen it with the men's game. You know, clubs that aren't in contention anymore and with players that have got niggles, they tend to rest them. Um, with Obviously, with season, it's been crazy. Clubs have been playing, you know, three, four games in the space of two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if you have a luxury trade this week and you decide to hold someone like Isabella Lewis, don't do it with the expectation that you will move her on next week because you may have to hold her and, that, and that's yep. okay. But just when you're trading this week, you're trading for two weeks. You're not trading for one. Yep. Agree. Well, yeah. so I think, yeah, I think, I think it's, I normally just look one week ahead, but I once there's about three weeks left in the men's game, and I guess the equivalent's probably two weeks left in the women's. Um, I think that you need to plan out your next six trades. Yeah. Essentially you need to plan out your next six, not your next and three.
2: And with four teams um, using their averages next week, you know, that's, that's a lot
0: to think about yeah and all these prices i've talked about the price stats and everything obviously i haven't taken into consideration the averages just because i'm not 100 sure um i mean baney said it's confirmed but i know not to trust baney so i don't know whether it's 100 <laughs> sure about the averages or not i'm sure <laughs> selby will get people that information as soon as it's confirmed but yep. um that would change everything right like yep. a lot of the good coaches are chasing averages um a lot of the poor ones are too i know that i I went for Dwyer's 106 after round two. Um, I went for Haley Miller's 95. I've chased a lot of averages and they've almost all failed. Um, (laughs) But with only two weeks left, it's definitely a play to be chasing averages. Um, But again, if you want to make a big play and try and make some big movements, I think that most coaches will be playing for averages and trading for averages. So if you want to do something different, maybe don't. Um, You know what you're going to get it's a little bit safe. It's a little bit boring. Nobody, you know, like anyone can go big on their day. And if you're getting their average, you're not getting their big day. And so if you want to make a play, I think you trade for someone that doesn't have an average over the next two weeks. And you hope that they have a big game or two.
2: Yeah. Well, that's, that's certainly another tactic,
0: isn't it? Yeah. All right. There's one game left uh, giants and blues. Uh, I'll tell you what the blues have been good last couple of weeks, haven't they? Yeah, they really come from them. the clouds.
2: Yeah, I don't
1: mind
0: them. Mm. Yeah. Uh So, again, not a heap of relevance. Mimi Hill had a 48. So those that have her, uh, I think she's ready to go. Yes. Uh, and unlike Chris Barkers and Roadbottom, I think I would prioritise moving on Hill before them. Uh, She obviously came back from a very long-term injury. She had a couple of massive games and she was awesome. She's definitely been quiet the last couple of weeks. And she may even be, for a club that's, I mean, I think they're mathematically possible, but for a club, it's not really any for finals. Uh, Mimi may not even play both games. So I think that she is a definite uh, target to get rid of. Uh, pound, we've barely spoken about Pound this year, but she's quietly gone about business. She got a 70 yeah. on the weekend. I think she was actually Carlton's high scorer. And um, she's only priced at – she was priced at mid-50s last week. She's probably priced about 60 now um again if you want to upgrade someone like birch and you can't get to any of the big dogs um pound i think is a pretty safe option i think that she's probably gonna average 15 or 20 more than birch over the last two weeks so if you want a small upgrade i think that's not a bad one what do you reckon
2: yeah no i like that i had not considered it but i, I am now
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, don't don't take my advice um also, one thing that I, I want to mention, and I guess I'll probably get into it with when we talk about our trades. Uh, Bernie and I talk about our trades, but uh Mowbray from the Giants, she had a minus five on the weekend. So she was already, she was averaging about eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had a minus five. So she is now she's dropped several K below the starting price of a of a rookie. So again, if you want to do a big brand play. And you need cash. She's down to about ten or eleven k. Wow. Um, she's playing, so you don't you don't want to. For example, you know, if you're using a utility loophole or something, you're not. She's not someone you're downgrading to. Um, I'm considering downgrading to her in my utility spot because I've got cover on every line. So I don't actually want her covering any line. Um, but if you want to maximize coin this week, for if Bowers gets named, going down to her could be a play. What do you think?
1: Yeah
2: yeah i mean it's still risky though for those laid out so i don't know about you guys but for me the teams are announced um basically i'm still at work and then by the time i get home i've got about 10 minutes you know and if there's any changes it's really too late to reverse trades and, and have to concoct a whole new um plan b really
0: yeah but, but i mean with two weeks left surely you know you don't worry about well i mean at our rank anyway you don't worry about the laid outs well, you hope true. for the best and <laughs> you know the true. top coaches they have to worry about the laid outs because yeah. it could be a disaster for them but for us yeah i mean you know if we're if we're you know i mean i'm about 140th now you know finishing 140th or 200th makes no difference to me but finishing 140th or 99th that's a big difference that's so true. i'll probably not worry about being cover and um hope for the best myself
2: yeah true
1: I I agree. Yeah. All all or nothing, you know, we've got nothing to lose.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: It's not like I have any dignity to begin with, so. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. Well, I think we can maybe let you go, Carla. Thank you you heaps for coming on. It's been a pleasure.
2: Thanks very much for having me. Nice to chat to you guys. Always good to chat, you know, and hear other people's um, opinions. I just sat back and listened intently and had a great time.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. And yeah, hopefully the Dockers can win the premiership for you. Um, Yeah. Oh,
2: wow. Yeah, that amazing. Well, thank you. Thanks, guys. Yes, no, thanks for joining
0: us. And um, I'm sure we'll chat to you again soon.
2: Yeah, awesome. Thanks for doing the pod too. It's great.
0: No worries.
1: Thanks, Carla.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah.
1: See ya. Well, that was good fun, wasn't it? That was, that was awesome. So good to have her on and uh, making history, you know, first, first female on the board. Yeah, part.
0: it's good to have a, a female voice. You know, talking about AFLW, um, yep. I think it's much nicer having a bit of a bit of both. Yes. Um,
1: so, trade plans for this weekend. What are you thinking for yourself? I, I was looking ahead to to the averages for round 10 and playing it really safe. Sort of looking at Hampson, Robottom uh, for the scores. But you've sort of talked me out of it and maybe I need to be a bit more brave. So, uh, initially, I had uh, plans to bring Robottom back in. You know, oh, which wow. is yeah, I know, I know for sixty nine. Uh, someone who's priced at sixty five. Look with the with the fluctuations in scores. You know, you know a mid sixties is it's not a bad score anyway. But I guess I have to to reject things. But I am looking um, at Lambert. Uh, I'm seriously looking at her uh, or. Yeah, if, if Turbo comes in, that, that's someone we could we could all target. How about you? Isn't, isn't Lambert playing the Crows? Yeah, t- tackles. She, she could yeah. she could tackle away. She should have freedom. The, the Crows won. won, won um. yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Hayley Miller's not a – you know, she got 55, but she's not
0: much of a tackler. She's more of a um, – she's a really good marker, really good kick. Gets yep. a lot of uncontested ball, usually kicks a couple of goals. So, yeah, that is a good point. Lambert style is probably a bit more suited to the Crows.
1: Um, Yeah. How about you? Any any ideas on, on who you're targeting?
0: Well, unlike you, my tactic is not to bring in someone who won't get a bad score. Mine is to try and get <laughs> someone who will get a good score. Thanks. So um, <laughs> a big part of it depends on whether Bowers is, is named. Uh, like I said, I heard the coach say that he's not sure that she's going to be a test. Yeah. Obviously, that was Saturday, though. Um, for all I know, the news is already out that she's playing. I really don't know. But if she's in, she's my... I want her to be my savior. So I'm going to do whatever I can to get Bowers. So my current trades, like I've done my rage trades, of course. Um, and they're not as ragey as they, they are in the men's because you have to wait a couple of days for lockout to leave. That's right. But, yeah. yeah. So I spent two days sitting on them, um, but I've gone road bottom down to Mowbray for yep. the, 11, the 11k player in my utility spot yep, um, and brought Sharar on field. Yep. So that would be Sharra at my M5. Road bottom goes It makes me like 40k or something. Um, and that's enough for me to get two upgrades. So I'll go Benici to Bowers. Nice. And then another upgrade somewhere else. And I'm very torn on the other upgrade. Like I said, I can either go Lampard to Swanson. I can go Birch to Slysha. Yep. I could go Katie Lynch to uh, Hanks. Okay. Um, okay. And I know we didn't talk about Hanks much, but I think that despite the scores she had on the weekend, ignore it. Yep. Which is a great option. We obviously don't care about break-evens now. We don't care about cash generation now you bring in a player because you want them to make money. It doesn't matter. You're never trading them out, right? There's two weeks left. You're not touching your bench. So that cash generation is pointless. Yep. Um, and so if you want possibly the f- number one forward for the last two weeks, I mean, we don't know what Gabriel Sullen's going to do, but um, yeah, if you want the F1 or F2, you jump on. So I'm thinking maybe Lynch to Hanks. Um,
1: yeah, it's, it's, that, that's what I'm thinking nice nice good good trades nonetheless um i I have this weird weird wish to sort of finish my team as much as i can so if i may split those those mid spots like bonici hill west into uh split those into like like three three uh, mid prices you know and yeah so so instead of targeting one of swanson
0: bowers or hanks you go for like a you know a slicer and a Um, a Riddell or something like that. Yeah. 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 That's right. Well, yeah. If Bowers isn't named, that changes things. Um, Benicci goes basically sideways instead of up. Yep. Um, And that means that instead of doing uh, Lampard to Swanson or Birch to Slasher, I can do Birch to Swanson. Yep. Or instead of going Lynch to Hanks, I can go uh, someone like Morrison, although I probably won't now. She's going to get her average, but someone like Morrison to Hanks. Um, So yeah, it really depends on teams. Uh, so there was a lot of
1: movement in the the top teams after the weekend. That, that's right. Yeah. So I'm I'm just looking at the uh, the live rankings, oh, not, you know, updated rankings after after lockout lifted, and our mate Josh here has slipped to fourth. Um, he's got a one or two three on the on the weekend, and and uh, yeah, he's about thirty points off of the leader, Lucky Seven, who's uh, who's leading the way. So I, I think the top four are sort of um, very close. Uh, second to, to fourth is, is only six points apart. So
0: wow. a
1: really, really, really tight um, a finish to the season. I think that uh, the way these teams play it, do you go safe with averages or do you do you risk it to get the biscuit? Uh, you know, with, with some ceiling scores will sort of determine or, or dictate who wins. Uh, Wins uh, the very, I mean,
0: uh, I mean, the top four coaches are probably there because they've listened to our pods and and done every (laughs) trade we've
1: recommended. So I think who
0: wins is really just a matter of who takes my advice and who takes your advice. (laughs) Uh, No, I I, I mean, in all honesty, last week, you know, I I gave you a bit of crap because you floated the idea of trading out Hanks and then she went and got a 39. So Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I love those close finishes. Right, like I remember when Salby won his one, or when it was the tie or whatever it was, and um, like it came down to the last game of the last round, yeah, and it came down to literally one of the last disposals of the match by Severos and yeah. um. Like everyone was able to follow along with that. You know, everyone yep. was interested. And in, so I'm hoping for something like that again. It's going yep. to be a lot of nervous people when lockout doesn't leave because we can't see other people's teams, right? Yes, so that's one yes. big difference. That Selby yep. knew uh, what the opposition coaches had. Yep. And uh, Josh and the other coaches don't know what the other teams are doing. In fact, outside of Josh, um, we really don't know what what other teams look like at all, right? Because, they've, yep. you know, like they we can't see the teams. They've never posted their trades. So it's going to be a very nervous time. And as far as going for averages or going for it all, yep. I'm a very safe, typically a very safe playing coach. So if it was me, I'd probably be going for averages if I was up there. Yep. Um, but I mean, I've never been up there, so I wouldn't know what I would
1: do. What do you think they should do? So the first, it's the first thing I'd say is, is uh, uh, Selby, if you're listening, after lockout, uh, happens of round 10 if you can post the teams of the top 5 uh ranked teams so that we can sort of track and see how they're how they're how they're fair in the in the last round that'd be really cool um yeah bef- you know the, the close finish that even we had in the 2021 AFL men's uh, fantasy season you know that came down to uh you know few kicks in the last play so mm. um yeah i i enjoy the thrill of that uh and um yeah, that that'd be cool to do. If I was a coach in the top five or so, you got nothing to lose really. So yeah. So five grand. Oh, it's... I mean, we're not all money bags. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'd definitely uh, be a bit more more um, adventurous with some of the traits and and uh, yeah, play the matchups. So yeah. So um,
0: so the top four coaches out there, I know you're listening, you can follow Barney's advice and and go crazy and bring in a player that's going to suck, <laughs> or you can play it safe, getting some averages and and win yourself a prize. Um, I mean, we're obviously a little biased here, right? So we had Josh uh, Josh Porter, coach of the of Porter's Lions, on the pod a couple of weeks ago. So we love him. You know, he's he's one of our favorites. Uh, he also posted during the week that if he does win, he's going to donate a thousand dollars of the prize money to either. Up to Selby's discretion, either up towards hats if that's a possibility for the top one hundred, and if not, towards the Starlight Foundation, which is obviously a an amazing amazing organization that's close to Selby's heart. So, uh, if you are out there, you know, give give Port A a follow on Twitter and support him as best you can. Um, if you're terrible at fantasy, don't give him any advice. If you're good at fantasy, give him
1: all the advice you got, and let's cheer him home. Nice, very nice, very nice, Michael. You've got a new. Uh, you've created a new twitter twitter account oh right. right yeah i forgot about that <laughs> yeah can you tell yeah, us about just it a, just really quickly before we go
0: it's just a, a twitter account for the pod so rather than people having to follow me and all my crap they can just to, to get the actual tweets of the the pods out there and i know that not everyone even has twitter that listens to this but um about four million of the five million i think have, <laughs> have twitter so um, now you can just follow the the twitter page of the pod and We'll post them all up there and you and I will probably just retweet that.
1: Nice, nice. And what's
0: the handle for for anyone listening? W Fantasy Pod, of course. That's very nice. Yes. Very nice. All
1: right. It's been a pleasure, Benny. Likewise, likewise. Uh, good how luck. About, to...
0: How about we do it again next week?
1: Yes, yes, indeed. No, all right. Good good luck and yeah, enjoy enjoy round night. You too, mate. All right. See ya. See ya.